0: and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Will pray with you and take your
1: call. Word of God in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse seven. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. But he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Subject this morning, his grace is enough. You can be seated. His grace is enough. His grace is enough. C.I. Schofield defines grace as God's unmerited favor towards undeserving man. It is God's beseeching and bestowing. Um, In other words, God blesses people who don't deserve to be blessed. That's why, if, if I could be honest, that's why... I can't talk about you, but I 'm gonna talk about me that's why I praise him like I do. It's not just for the blessings, but it's for the fact that I know that Reginald Davis doesn't deserve anything that God has done for me. Now maybe you can sit in church and you can um, think about and boast in yourself about your strengths and your accolades and your education and your intellect and all the things that you think you do right but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me my soul cries out hallelujah because I look at the fact that no matter what God has done for me it was favor it was undeserved favor it was something that I could not It was, Schofield says that God's grace is also God beseeching and bestowing. Now, let me help you understand that. That's literally God begging you to let him bless you. I I, I know y'all don't get that. But here's a God that loves you so much that he beseeches or begs you to believe, to trust, to come into his favor so he can put blessings on your life, who, who who asks you? Now, most of us will respond to somebody's request, but who is it that will ask you, come here so I can bless you? Come closer so I can favor you. Come in my presence so I can give you something you don't deserve. Wow. Come into my presence, the Lord says, so I can give you something that you do not deserve. Muncie's Bible Dictionary says, it's the acceptance of and goodness toward those who cannot earn nor do not deserve such gain. In other words, it is God accepting you, listen to me, when you are unacceptable. Okay, somebody missed that. And and I know we carry this arrogance in us that I did so and so and that's why I'm blessed But really, if you're saved, God accepted you and you didn't deserve it. Anybody want to be honest? I don't even deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be in the house. If God would mark iniquity, the Bible says, who could stand? If God literally judged each of us based upon the merit of what we have done, none of us would even be alive. But here is God accepting us. Here is God being good to us. Here is God giving us what we know we did not deserve. Everything about our walk with Christ is a function of his grace. I'm going to help you all to learn how to praise the Lord because I'm going to tell you why you need to praise him. Because everything about your walk is a function of God's grace. Your redemption was God's grace in that Jesus died for your sins. You didn't die for what you did. You could not have died for what you did. Had you died for what you did, you'd have been lost. Somebody had to die in your place. and Somebody loved you enough before your mother even knew your father. Somebody loved you enough to hang on a cross when you didn't even know him and died for you. That's grace. Your salvation is a function of God's grace. You know, people sometimes erroneously talk about how they got saved. I've heard the vernacular in the church, and some of you who are as old as I am, have heard people say this, I thank God that I did repent of my sins, and I did get baptized in Jesus' name, and I did tear around the altar until he filled me with the Holy Ghost. And the way they say it is as if they did something to do it. Come on, somebody. But repentance itself is a gift from God. Don't you know people sin every day and don't think anything of their sin? But because God loved you, he planted repentance in your heart. Oh, God. So that when you heard the word, you got pricked in your heart. That's a gift, baby. That's a gift. That's a gift. Some people are going to die and be lost because they've never accepted the gift of repentance. Oh, God. And water baptism... It's just you letting the old man die and allowing the old man to be buried. And then it's the Lord that baptizes you in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. I know some of y'all went to prayer meeting and you said, I'm going to tarry real hard tonight and I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. And you got on your knees, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just tarry till you got tired. Just pure got tired. I remember one time I worked with a young lady. And she walked around the prayer room, she hollered, she screamed, she fell on the floor, and when she finally just sat down, I said, you know what? Now open your mouth and receive. And then she started speaking in tongues. Because you can't work enough to get the Holy Ghost. But when you can accept the fact that it's a gift, that God gives to everybody that believes and trust me even in this season God is baptizing people in the Holy Ghost a few days ago I got an inbox message from a woman that watches us on morning prayer and she said Bishop I really want to receive the Holy Ghost and I just gave her the word and said look do this and trust God and surrender and God's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost on Friday morning oh God, she texted me and said at the end of prayer the Lord baptized me with the Holy Ghost. Oh God, no prayer leaders, no prayer leaders, but if you can open your heart and receive the Holy Ghost will fill everybody that believes. Whoa. Sanctification is an act of grace. How many of us had stuff that we couldn't let go of? I need an honest witness in here. Anybody here has some stuff? Attitudes behaviors, habits, that we thought we would have the rest of our life. And as we started trusting the words, we started seeing stuff leaving us. Oh God, I wish I had time to hear testimonies because I'm sitting with some folk that I knew had cussed like sailors. Come on, somebody. Every time they got a chance, there was something ugly coming out of your mouth. And then one day you notice, you know what, I got mad, but I didn't cuss. I'm mad as a wet hen on fire. And I didn't cuss because in the process of growth, God started sanctifying. That's a gift, saints, it's a gift. It's an act of grace. Oh God, you didn't do it by yourself. The Holy Ghost helped you by the grace of God to surrender. Daily provision is an act of grace. You know, I I, I have so much compassion for the people in this season that have had needs, lost their jobs, had their hours cut, and literally waiting for Congress to do something, waiting on the president to do something. I've been blessed to be able to help some people in this season. But I'm thanking God right now for provision. A lot of Americans have been put out of their homes in this pandemic. And some of you bought houses in the pandemic. That's provision. Come on, somebody. Some of you, praise our God, some people lost jobs. Even in this congregation lost jobs. But God kept paying your bills. That's provision. Come on, somebody. Oh, Shatama. Oh God, some of you, kataye, oh God, took that money you got last week or getting next week, and you had enough that you could put it in the bank. Come on, somebody. That's provision. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Oh God, now I'm I'm gonna be honest. There was a time that everything that came in my hand had to go somewhere else. I need an honest witness here. Every dollar came in as soon as it came. I couldn't even get happy about it because I knew it wasn't gonna be mine, but about about five minutes. But when God blesses you to such a point that He's making a way that you can actually put some money in your pocket and just hold on to it for a day or an hour you ought to be giving God the glory when I look at the many people that don't have but yet for whatever reason God's grace has provided for us I wish there was a grateful person sitting in Refuge Temple right now that would open their mouth and just say thank you oh God and in the midst of all of this there's the disbursement of spiritual gifts, the church is not a church of impotence. We are a church of power, and in, and in to, to empower the church, God is releasing gifts in our midst, and I want you to get ready to receive what God has for you. God meant for you to do more than be a bench member sitting in church. You're supposed to be more than just being a tithe giver and somebody that just gives and somebody, and and, and I'm not knocking, praise God, being a part of groups, but you got to do more than be a part of a group. There are prophets in this house right now. There are people that have the gift of discernment in this house right now. There are intercessors in this house right now. Oh God, you're the person that, no matter how many days they prayed, when they come to you and say, "Pray for me," you know how to get a prayer through. Everybody doesn't know how to do. Everybody doesn't know how to do that. That's a gift from God. But don't ever get so caught up in what your gift is, what your assignment is what your talent or your calling is, that you think it's about you. Whatever it is God lets you do, it's a gift. You didn't do it yourself. Hallelujah. I've been preaching 43 years, I think, but it's not me because this ain't what I do by myself. Now, some people preach because they're just good at it. They know how to put words together, They're eloquent in their speech. They know how to deliver, but there's a difference in ability and anointing. Come on somebody. I just don't want to be able to preach. I want to preach until yokes start breaking. I want to preach until demons start running. Come on somebody. I want to preach until people are pricked in their hearts to give their lives to God. And that's not a function I can learn in school, and I believe in education, but you can't learn the anointing in school. God has to give it to you, and it's a gift. And so when you finish delivering your message, don't walk to your office or to your car saying, look at what I did. It's the anointing. Oh, God, this praise team blessed us this morning. Oh, God. But that's not a function of the musicality. That's a function of the anointing. I can tell when singers pray. Come on, somebody. There's a whole different atmosphere. Oh, God. Brandon, hallelujah, is a good organist. But more than being a good organist, Brandon is a worshiper because he'll forget all about the keys and throw his hand up in the air. And if y'all don't get it, if y'all don't get the note, y'all don't get the note. But that's a worshiper, come on somebody. When you're a worshiper, you're not so consumed in your assignment that you forget the glory of God has to be on what you do. And if the glory if the glory of God is there, that's a gift. Sustainability. In challenging times is a function of grace how did we when when we're beginning to see the beginning of the end I pray of this pandemic and when this season passes whenever it passes there's gonna be a lot of pandemic stories people who got sick and got well and people who didn't get sick and people who had to grieve the loss of loved ones and when people start talking about the pandemic I'm praying that people will give God the glory I'm I'm praying so much that we don't talk about the the vaccine And, and I'm not knocking the vaccine I had my first shot gonna have my second shot this week but guess what I wasn't kept by the vaccine Because before there was a vaccine, y'all ain't saying nothing. I thought about this. I thought about this. You know, we didn't start wearing masks until about April or May. Come on, somebody. And this thing was in the land in January. Come on, somebody. How many breaths did you take? Y'all ain't following this. Between January and before you put a mask on, but yet God covered you. Oh, God, come up. When I didn't know any better, when I didn't even know what was going on, God was protecting us. And even with the mask, it's not God protecting us. But somewhere between the person's breath, oh, God, and my breath, God got in the middle and said, touch not my anointed Oh, kataye, shanama. I'm not the only one anointed. I've been places just to get home and hear that so-and-so got sick. So-and-so got sick. And I'm, I'm going to confess today. Every time I go in, it's better now, but when the pandemic first started, every time I would go into a gathering, and I'd come home, I'd have my own version of chills. I'd get the shakes. Come on, somebody. Because your mind plays tricks with your body, come on somebody. You sneeze and you forget you got allergies, come on somebody. And you think you got COVID because you sneeze, come on somebody. That, that's what happens, your, your mind starts playing tricks on you. Y'all, you, you, you walk up a flight of stairs, oh God, I'm out of breath. You're always out of breath when you walk up a flight of stairs. That's what we do because we're overweight. Come on somebody, that ain't nothing different, but your mind would play with you. But thank God for sustainability in these challenging times. I need somebody to thank God right now for just keeping us. Oh God, somebody help me praise God right now for just keeping us. So you have to examine, excuse me, your life through the context of God's grace. And my time is almost gone, so I'm going to give you this piece and then I'm going to wrap up. That Paul understood that his entire life, his entire transformation and his ministry was the result of God's grace in his life. How many of us are willing to give God the credit because God has given us grace? Oh hallelujah. And I know we've all had a variety of experiences looking at people that I know have been to college and I'm looking at folks that have worked hard industrially, I'm looking at people that have labored in prayer and in sacrifice and ministry. But if I could put everybody in the same place, whatever we have, is the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. And that's why I don't ever need to sit up in church with an arrogant mind and an arrogant attitude. And I don't need to sit here and have to be begged nor entertained in giving God the glory. Because I know my life is a function of grace. Oh, hallelujah. I know that I don't deserve anything God has done. I'm going to preach to the honest people, the dishonest folk, keep on looking at me. Oh God, but the honest people, oh God, will open their mouth and say, Lord, it's grace. Oh, hallelujah, because I don't Deserve any of it oh God and if God had held me accountable for everything I had done I would have never made it to the altar oh God if God had held me accountable for every idle word and every idle deed and action I would have never made it to the altar but somehow between my sin oh God and the consequences God planted grace in my life and grace said he doesn't deserve it but I'm gonna give him one more chance grace says he doesn't not deserve it, but I'm going to give him one more blessing. Grace said he didn't deserve it, but I'm going to give him favor. Oh, God, when he doesn't have a job. Grace I'm going to give him favor when he doesn't have money. Grace, I'm going to give him favor when his body is wrecked. I'm going to give him favor. And Paul put it like this, that I am what I am by the grace of God. It wasn't Bring it. and it wasn't my family and it wasn't who I hung out with and it wasn't who where I went to church. It was the grace of the living God. Can I be real today? There's some people that had similar experiences. There's some people that have similar track records but they're dead. They're in the cemetery and they died without Christ. How many people do you know that have lived your life? your experiences and God knows where they are but God gave you grace when I didn't love him he gave me grace when I didn't trust him he gave me grace when I was disobedient he gave me grace when I was hard headed he gave me grace when I tried to run from my calling he gave me grace when I fell in my calling he gave me grace when I lied he gave me grace when I acted Fool, he gave me grace when I was a thief. He gave me grace when my heart was hard and I was an angry young man. God gave me grace. I could have died in my sin, but I'm giving God the praise because he gave me grace. Is there anybody here that knows you are who you are because of the grace of God if it had not been for the Lord? Who was on my side? The enemy would have swallowed me up. But somewhere between my actions and his punishment was his grace. Somewhere I didn't deserve the gift, but he gave me grace. I'm anointed, but his grace. I'm favored, but his grace. I'm blessed, but his grace. I'm dancing, but his grace. I'm celebrating but his grace I need an honest person to celebrate with me the grace I said the grace I said the grace I said the grace where are the people that have come by grace we've come this far by faith leaning on the Lord trusting in his holy word he never he never he never He never, never failed. Somebody give God your best praise right now. If you think it's you, don't do nothing. But if you know it was grace, give God your best praise right now. I know it was grace. I know it was grace. I know it was grace. And his grace is enough. Some people would not give you anything, but you got it anyhow. How'd I get it, Grace? Man told you no, and God made them say yes. Why'd they say yes, Grace? Oh, hallelujah. And when you discover, come on stand, I'm I'm gonna finish. When you discover that everything you have is an action of grace. It changes your pride into gratitude. Satan wants you living in pride. You know why? Pride goes before destruction, hearty spirit before the fall, and Satan works overtime to get us to live in the spirit of pride. But when you become, and you know, you you can't give up your pride until you become honest. And when you become honest, you start to think like I think some days, and I say, Lord, you've been better to me than I deserve. Oh God, anybody wanna say that? Lord, you've been better to me than I deserve. Oh, you've been better to me than I deserve. See, that's why you don't have to make honest people praise the Lord. Because an honest man will say, Lord, I don't deserve any of this. And all I can say is thank you. That's what an honest man will say. An honest woman will say, I don't deserve anything you've done for me but you've blessed me anyhow so i got 30 seconds for the honest people to thank the lord for his grace come on come on 30 seconds isn't what he's done for you worth 30 seconds come on 30 seconds 30 seconds 30 seconds 30, come on, 30 seconds everybody, come on. 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Come on, I need honest people. I need honest people, I need honest people. I need honest people to thank the Lord. 10 seconds, I need honest people. I need honest people to thank the Lord. Honest people. Lord, if it wasn't for you, I would have died in my sins. If it wasn't for you I'd be homeless if it wasn't for you I'd be impoverished but God you've been so good to me and it's all a function function of grace every head is bowed every eye is closed I want to offer somebody a chance to receive something from the grace of God something you can't give yourself something you can't do for yourself but if you need something from the Lord I want you to step in the two inside aisles, because we're going to pray together. And by God's grace, you're going to receive. Come on, my brother. Come on, my sister. Come on, come on, come on. Just because of his grace. Just because of his grace. Just because of his grace. He's making it available to you today. Healing, deliverance, salvation, restoration, He's making it all available to you by his grace, undeserved. None of us are here because we're supposed to be here. We're all here today because of the grace and the mercy of God. And I want you to receive what God has for you. Don't worry about what you've done, don't worry about where you were, don't worry about how you acted. Just think about the grace. Oh God, He's
2: good. He's good. Oh God. Oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. along. i and then go Oh, <laughs>
0: more information about our church please call us at 336-570-3664 again that's 336-570-3664 you can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com again that's www.refugetemplenc.com That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you. And until next time, shalom, shalom.